we have some serious decisions to make. It seems to me that we can either decide to restrict what we eat and not eat what the food industry is offering to us, or we can use medications. Yeah, I agree. So what are you going to do? Welcome to the Duster Mud Podcast, episode 31. Episode 31. Today is Monday Q&A day, and we're going to answer a question, or at least attempt to answer a question that comes from a, a really loyal subscriber. Yeah. So she asked, does Ozempic work the same as the keto diet? In that, do they do the same things in our body? Yeah. And there was another question similar when you said that you were you were free from some food cravings and hunger. Liberated. Liberated mm -hmm. was the word you used from food cravings and hunger. The question came because we didn't specifically mention anything because it was about, in a short about keto. Mm -hmm. The question came: Are you on Ozempic? Right. The answer is no. I'm not on Ozempic, but we do eat a low carb, ketogenic diet. Right. It, but having the multiple questions made us decide to choose this one as a topic of discussion. Yeah, for let's today. talk about it. Ozempic. What is Ozempic? And then keto, what is keto, briefly, and then let's compare them. Okay, Ozempic. Semaglutide is the name of the, the actual drug, or the, yeah, the drug, the brand name is Ozempic. And Ozempic is specifically an FDA-approved drug for the treatment of type 2 diabetes. Right. The functions of the drug, it is a... GLP-1 mimicking hormone. It mimics the hormone. It That's mimics correct. the hormone GLP-1. Yep. Okay. And it works on your brain. Amongst others, yes. Okay. And in your brain, your hypothalamus, it affects, it sends, it helps the messaging within your brain to help you not be hungry. That's correct. Okay. So not only does it do work on your brain, it also works on your digestive system. It causes your digestive system to slow down, your stomach to hold the food in it longer, and thus you feel full longer because you are full you longer because the food is in there. So That's it right. slows down your digestive system yes. so that you don't feel hungry quite as soon. Correct. No matter what you put in there. Right. Right? Yep. Okay. What else does it do? Those are the those are the two main things as far as the the GLP-1 is concerned. It also affects your blood glucose. Mm -hmm. It turns down glucagon. Mm -hmm. So it, it makes your body slow down its own production of glucose. Mm -hmm. And it causes the pancreas to increase its insulin production. So, And then that would help to keep your blood sugar down artificially. Note. Artificially, no. naturally, because you're not putting insulin in. So it's a, I, you are, the message is coming artificially, mm -hmm. but your body is naturally, I mean, like the message says, produce less 
gluca- glucagon, uh-huh. produce less glucose, and produce more insulin. Okay. So your body is actually doing that. The drug okay. isn't doing it. The okay. drug is telling your body what to do, and then your body does those things. Another thing that it does is it affects your liver. It will tell your liver not to produce glucose because it will, in the event that it your body needs glucose, your liver will make it. That's right. And it will tell your liver, don't make it. We're good. Slow it down. It will slow it down. Yeah. Okay. So it's a whole entire, it's a drug that affects messaging. Yeah. I think it's important to say from the beginning though, Ozempic is a type two diabetes treatment drug as far as the FDA is concerned. Mm -hmm. The drug Wegovi the brand name Wagovi mm-hmm. is the semaglutide that is FDA approved for weight loss. And that has to do with the dosage amount of the semaglutide that's in the medication is different for, for a type 2 diabetic to control their blood sugar, their A1C, getting it down and managing that versus weight loss in with obesity. That's correct. Okay. The The net result is the same. It's the same active ingredient. The so it's the same is, pathway changes. Yeah. The dosage is different okay. slightly mm-hmm. and the approval is different. So the people who are using it for weight loss purposes, if it's Ozempic, it would be considered off-label. If it's sp- specifically and only for weight loss, Ozempic would be off-label uh, uh, an, okay. an off-label prescription. But the same drug, and it works the same. The it's same drug. Just, those are semantics, I think, within the FDA at well, this point. Well, it, it, has, it has a lot to do with insurance. Oh, so okay. Because type 2 diabetes is something that your insurance company will, uh, will cover, right. Ozempic is often covered, mm-hmm. where weight loss is not necessarily always covered, depending on the on the insurance company. Uh-huh. And if so, there's a comorbidity to go with it or a, and also type issues such as high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, heart failure, things like that, if there's something to go with it, then they will treat it. Generally? For, well, for Wagovi, it has to do, as far as FDA approval is concerned, it has to do with your body mass index mm-hmm. and comorbidities. Okay. So if your body mass index is 20, between 27 and 30, Mm -hmm. then you, you can have it prescribed to you as far as the FDA is concerned. If you have comorbidities like the ones you mentioned, Okay. if your body mass index is above 30, which Mm -hmm. puts you in the category of obese Mm -hmm. at that point, you don't have to have any comorbidities. Okay. All right, so our insurances and mainly the the baseline insurance out there that most things go by would be Medicare. Correct. And as of right now, Medicare doesn't cover it for weight Weight loss loss purposes. Some states Medicaid will Mm -hmm. cover it for weight loss. Okay. So I think that covers how it works, basically. Yep. Okay. So let's talk about keto. Well, let's also let's also okay. mention with it, it does work. Oh, it absolutely works. It does make you feel fuller. It does control your blood sugar. It's a great drug for type 2 diabetes. It does get your A1C under control, and it needs to be. And in the reducing 
in the fact that it does work for weight loss, right. it is also reducing the instances of all of those comorbidities sure. that you discussed. So it is, a, it, it is a drug that is a good thing. So with, that helps. Right. With Wigovi specifically, I don't know why I can't remember that word, Wigovi. You haven't heard enough commercials. I guess. With <laughs> Wigovi specifically, it was approved in 2021, and that was the first weight loss drug approved since 2014. Oh, wow. So it, it had been a, a long time uh -huh. since the FDA had approved a drug for weight loss, mm, okay. and um, it does work. There are side effects. Most Usually. of them have to do with gastrointestinal discomfort okay. things, nausea, right? Uh, right? Diarrhea, so like, vomiting, yeah. things so like that. So there are there are side effects, but from a weight loss perspective, I I, I think it's important to say it does work. Yes, it now does. A, as we transition to keto, it's important to say it does, it does work. work. <laughs> right? Like, you know? Right. Okay, so let's transition to keto. Okay, let's do a brief what it is, what it does. It is a way of eating. Yes. That is outside what we normally eat as a standard American. Yes. It is a high fat, 70% fat, moderate protein, low, no carbohydrate, under 20 carbohydrates a day. If you're on a strict ketogenic diet. Yep. The, the carb number of carbs sort of varies. Some people, yep. some things say 25, yep. some say yep. 20, but yes, very low. Low. Very, very low carb. Your body yeah. will, over time, as it gets used to it and gets into nutritional ketosis, and your body begins to burn fat, the liver will produce ketones, and you will be operating underneath a different set of energy. Simply, but... Yep, that's absolutely correct. It is a natural metabolic state. Okay. Natural Your body state. will naturally enter a state of ketosis when the amount of glucose that you're taking in drops below a certain level. Your body can't, doesn't have the glucose to run on anymore. Mm -hmm. At that point, it enters a natural state in which it starts to convert fats into ketones. Mm -hmm. Like glucose, mm -hmm. your body can use ketones for fuel. Okay. So when that happens, your blood sugar levels go down. They do. That's correct. Over time. Yep. Your A1C, because that is a uh, over a period of time, generally three-month snapshot of what your blood sugar has been. So when you go on a ketogenic diet, your blood sugar and A1C both will come down. Yeah. Whenever you're also on a ketogenic diet, your hormones are affected. Yes. Gruelin and leptin the they are both control hunger and they and, and your fullness am i full am i hungry right so it also controls hunger within the hormone system yeah it's a different set of hormones but you're absolutely right but the, but the result is the same it decreases the i'm hungry hormone uh -huh. and increases the i'm satisfied hormone okay so so far we're lowering our blood sugar Yes. And we are creating a, I'm not hungry and I'm satisfied. Yes. Both. Correct. Okay. And weight loss. Yes. The ketogenic diet has had significant success 
at people who with whom need to lose a, lose a lot of weight or not, and they do. Yes, weight loss occurs. That's right, because you're as you transition away from the standard American diet, where you're feeding your body all of the glucose it can have, mm -hmm. it can handle uh -huh. plus more. The insulin that comes with that tells your body to store that excess glucose as fat. Mm. So every time you exceed what your body needs in glucose, it your body immediately stores that as fat, fat, mm -hmm. fat, 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 fat. Um, on the ketogenic diet, as you transition into ketosis, it reverses that. Mm -hmm. So you're you don't have the glucose there. You're not you're not eating the carb carbohydrates, so right. you're you don't have that glucose there. So your body transitions to I will use the fat that that stored energy. Yeah, I will use that now to produce ketones. Mm -hmm. So instead of storing glucose into fat, it uses the fat and produces ketones. So the the way that it works is it actually burns the fat that it, that is stored. Right. Okay. So our results are really close to the same, whether we're using Ozempic or what's the other name? Magovi. <laughs> not <laughs> enough <should>. commercials. <laughs> Wagovi. Whether or not we're using Wagovi or Ozempic or any of the other name brands out there for this particular drug, the results seem to be kind of happening. They're kind of the same. Yeah. Keto diet or, or, or let's just, let's just say Ozempic. Okay. We all know <laughs> that one. Okay. I would really like to compare and contrast the two. Okay. What are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking that if my results are really close to the same, yep. both have positives and negatives. Right. That's true. So the positives for Ozempic, let's just do the positives for Ozempic and then the positives for keto. Okay. The positives for Ozempic would include, it's pretty fast. Okay. It works. You know it's going to work because you inject it. Like, you know it's going to work. It is, uh, it's controllable. Yep. It is effective, very effective. That's the same as it works. Okay, sure. I should have just said it. Okay, it's effective. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of another positive for it. You can continue to eat the same things you were eating. But you just might not want to eat as much because you feel full and satisfied. That's correct. But the so substances it, could be it the does same. Not, it does not require you to, to restrict. Or change your lifestyle. Or change your lifestyle. You, you, you will, will. You will eat less. Right. Because but, you're literally are full right. longer. But you don't have to cut anything like sugars or anything like that. Correct. You can kind of go about your normal eating. Just going to reduce it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Positives of keto. Mm. Well, you get to eat bacon. Yes. <laughs> Lots of it. 
Uh, well, to me, you got to eat. Yeah. And it is a natural way of changing what's happening in your body. It is. Yeah. So that's a positive. Yeah. It's natural. Yeah. Uh-huh. It is free. Yes. Because you're buying food anyway. If you if you consider that you're going to eat. The cost analysis. The cost yeah. comparison is it would be free because you're already going to spend money on food. That's correct. Yep. Because you have to eat. Okay. It's effective. It is. It's absolutely effective. It yep. also works on the brain. It does. It feeds ketones to the brain, which That's is correct. a great energy source for the brain. That's correct. Now, with, with Ozempic, you're not burning ketones. Right. So you do not get that increased mental clarity, like all of those things that people talk about with the ketogenic diet. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not getting that with semaglutide. Okay. So it it is because it's not ketones. Right. The, all of that, all of those mental things, things that people talk about with uh-huh. being in, in ketosis comes from your brain operating off of ketones okay. as its energy source. Okay. So that's one that would be specific to being in ketosis okay. or the keto diet. Okay. Okay. So those are all very good positives. There's negative sides to both of them too. Yeah, that's true. The negative side, Ozempic's expensive. Yeah. Um, Ozempic, just from a little bit of research that I did, Ozempic, if you're not covered by insurance, mm-hmm. Ozempic, the doses are somewhere around $1,000 a month, so about 250 bucks a dose. Mm-hmm. And then the Wagovi is more than that. It is 1500 Okay. Let me, I wrote it down here. Sorry, about sixteen hundred, somewhere in that range. Okay, um, sixteen. Yeah. So the for the Wagovi, it's about sixteen thousand dollars a year. Okay. Where the and Ozempic maybe your is insurance a, covers it, and that's you know, and that's cool too. Ozempic is about twelve thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Okay. If your insurance covers it, it can come down to somewhere around twenty five bucks. Oh per, wow! Per dose. Wow, that's not if bad. It's, if it's covered. Right. Okay. But you're you're right. That's expensive. That's expensive. Yeah. When eating keto is relatively free. Yes. So cost comparison, right. keto wins on that one. Um, although they've both been effective at this point, you just kind of got to get into that. Well, negative side to keto is it's really can be socially awkward. Well, there's more negatives to the semaglutide. And, and we mentioned one of them mm-hmm. is the side effects. Okay. So it you you have to increase the doses very slowly. Mm. Uh, um, you, tar- you start by taking a very small dose, you know, less than a quarter of what the normal dose is. Oh. And you take that for about four weeks. And then you, are, you slowly ramp up the dose. Oh. Uh, most people start experiencing the gastrointestinal issues we discussed mm-hmm. when they start taking it, and then with each dosage increase, Got it. Uh, anywhere from a few days to a few weeks, mm. people are having the issues. Oh, okay. So that I, that to me would be another negative. So, mm-hmm. Some people never get over it, and 
you know, you can, with a little bit of research, you can find a lot of um, really famous Hollywood types that uh, uh, have had negative issues okay. with Ozempic or, or Wigovi uh-huh. and saying that they, they never could stop being sick. Mm, got it. Well, yeah, that's that would be kind of a, a bit downside for me. Yeah, for sure. I don't like that. Yeah. That digestive issues. Um, some pe- it, it is an injection. Mm-hmm. That that is a negative yeah. to some folks. I know, like mm-hmm. a a weekly injection. You you injecting yourself every week. Yeah, with is, one of those pins. Yeah, an auto injector um, is definitely a downside for some people. For some people, yeah. It, it's a it is a drug. So um, it, anytime you're artificially telling your body to do something, you run risks there. There are again. There it are. It could break. There are like re- it could break it. I guess there it are could... reports of mm-hmm. of people continuing to lose weight even after going off of the drug, right. which is not normal. We can talk about that later. But yeah. um, that their body, like all of those signals, mm-hmm. are now just sort of broken. It didn't so, turn back on. Yeah, and mm. look, I, I, I there are reports of that out there. Yes, I don't know. Uh, okay, any other ones that you that's, come across? That's all that I can think of right mm-hmm. now. Well, keto downsides. I mean, you can you can get the keto flu and not feel good too. Yeah. Just like I mean, if Ozempic, you're getting kind of the gastro situation when you first start keto. Keto flu will make you feel like yuck. Yep, it'll so make there's you feel down. like yuck for a few days, mm-hmm. and typically it has to do with an electrolyte imbalance that happens as your body right. when you Dumps. stop in. Uh, mm-hmm. ingesting carbohydrates, your body dumps a whole lot of water because the, the water is not required anymore. Your body needs a lot of water to digest the carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. So when you stop ingesting the carbs, your body dumps a lot of water. And with that water dump, out go a lot of the electrolytes. Sure. And so you get an electrolyte imbalance and um, it can lead to just a general malaise, I think is typically how it's yeah, referred to. You're right. You just, mm-hmm. it's not like you have a stuffy nose. It's just, you sort of feel bad, you know, yeah. like that's why they call it the flu is yeah. just, it's just a general feeling of, Ugh, I, I don't feel great. Mm-hmm. Um, and that typically if, if it happens, happens for a couple of days. And when you, when you go to a ketogenic diet, you're eating a lot more fats and that can often cause you to have a little digestive discomfort too, because yeah. your body, your digestive system isn't used to all of that fat. That's true. But typically, it does go away pretty. That that goes away pretty quickly. That's correct. Yep. The, I think the biggest downside to keto that, uh, at least for me, and you can chime in, but for me, the biggest downside is the the social side of things. The, uh, yes, the, and. I mean, they refer to it as social awkwardness. I don't, I don't know that it's. Well, it's not awkward. Awkwardness. It's, it's just almost like a the, the social side of things yeah. where you can't partake in the things that other people are partaking in. Right. So when it's time for birthday cake, you say no, thank you. When somebody brings donuts to the office, you say no, thank you. When like all of these things, when people, you know, it's time to go out for a sandwich, you say no, thank you. Like there's just there are so many times in social settings and food is so important in our culture in our culture um that it, it you know so, uh, so many social things are built around food yeah that when you're doing something that is that is radically different 
You're it, you're a food outcast. Yeah, you're you're out there, you know, yeah. on the social side of things. And that's probably of all of the the research as to why people stop doing keto, that's probably the biggest one. Really? Is just the how awkward it makes people feel in the social setting. Right. You want a donut? You want a donut? You want a donut? No, I don't want a donut. It's hard to say that every single week. Yeah. No, I don't want a donut. Thank you. I don't want a donut. And they won't relent. So who does? Yeah. Generally, the person that doesn't want to eat the donut is like, okay, fine. I'll eat the donut. Right. And then it's just, never mind. Then you become normal again. Right. So you you are abnormal. And that's just, abnormal isn't a, a place that feels good. You know? No, it's not. You're right. However, sometimes you just have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just as we're discussing the negatives, yeah. right? The, the the negatives of keto. I, for me, that was the biggest. How about you? The same. Okay. Same. Because I, I don't care what I eat half the time. You know, like I'll I'll eat the simplest thing that there is, the easiest, you know, <laughs> the path of least resistance on whatever meal that it is. It, but there's so many times when you're at a thing or you're going to someone's house or, or you don't go to somebody's house because now we eat different. Yeah. And so that has been one of the hardest things, but it's been five years and people around us have just gotten used to it. Yeah. Our friends and family just now know, you know, that we're not going to eat that. Yeah. And it's all okay now. Yeah. Um, there are, are some medical issues like actual uh, medical diagnoses that don't work well with keto and, uh, sure. uh, you know, see a doctor. If you're, if you're under the doctor's care mm. for other things, it might be beneficial. Right. Now, to, we were talking about like Hashimoto's people right. with that. Don't, don't do well on keto. Right. It doesn't so work. If, if you have yeah. any of those types of things, sure. of issues, thyroid issues, I think it would be important to talk to a doctor before starting it. So there that would be a potential negative to a, a ketogenic diet as well. Is that that it, doesn't, it doesn't work for everyone. It doesn't work for everyone in mm. all circumstances, which I don't know what any, does anything that does. But Yeah. Okay, let's talk about nutrient deficiencies. Uh, keto, you, you can run low on, well, you were talking about electrolytes. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I, I think of the things that to run low on for us, it was just, Sodium, uh, you know, what magnesium, potassium, the electrolytes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because you're not probably not eating as many processed foods. Yeah. And the highly processed foods have a lot of that stuff added in. Sure. And if you're just going to the store and buying, you know, cabbage and cauliflower and broccoli, mm -hmm. you know, like that stuff isn't added in. Right now, some of it has more naturally occurring than others, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I think that would be the biggest. Like, if we saw a deficiency for okay, us. what about any nutritional deficiencies? If you're on on one of the drugs like Ozempic, is uh, would there be anything there? I think you're because you're still just eating and taking your normal vitamins. It's just a volume thing. Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen any issues okay. with that. Well, what about sustainability? Because a lot of people say with keto, I just it's just not sustainable. Well, that's because of the social, back to the social aspect would be a key problem. I, yeah. I think if you combine the social aspect with the sort of the, the lack of processed foods mm -hmm. or prepackaged foods. You got to cook. You got to cook. Right. And people get tired of it. Right. 
Um, and, and that leads back to last week's episode where we were talking about you end up in the in a dirty keto oh, right. type of mindset or right. a highly processed food keto type of mindset. Right. And then it, it might stop working, stops working or, or not right. work as well. Yeah, if, you, if you're watching this and you're interested in what could be happening with keto these days, check the last episode and that's where we discussed a lot of those issues. Yeah. Similarly, with semaglutide, as soon as you stop taking it, studies show the weight comes back. So stop taking it. When? How long do you have to take it to, for it to be effective? Like, how? What is the? What is the? What is the length of the thing? I, it, I would say since we're comparing and contrasting with keto, the same. It's the same. It, you just keep doing it. Oh, so you just have to keep taking the thousand dollar a month drug for as long as you want the weight loss to be gone. 16, Unless, yeah. 1600 a month. Okay. So yeah. $1,600 a month, like forever. Correct. Or change the way that you eat. Correct. Simultaneously, maybe. So they, so uh, that you don't gain the weight back. Some change will have to be made. Some change will have to be made. So the, in the studies, uh-huh. the majority of the weight came back mm. when they just went when they went off of it. So you're when you're went taking back to their normal when you're lives. taking the drug. Yep, all of those things that we talked about that the drug does happen. Right. When you stop taking the drug, all of those things that the drug does stop happening. Stop happening. And so your your stomach now works properly and it empties quickly w- and then when it's feel, supposed right. to. You start to feel hungry. You're, you know, you don't produce as much insulin. You start producing more glucose. I mean, like all of the things mm-hmm. that it's telling your body to change. Now go back to working. Now properly go back and- to working properly. Your body just starts operating normally. Mm-hmm. And when your body starts operating normally, if you have not changed something else, mm-hmm. like if you haven't changed what you eat, how much you eat, how much you exercise. Like if there's not, if there's, Any not other some, change. If there's not some other change. Within your mindset well, about food, honestly. Yeah, potentially. But okay. but like we, we talked about one of the advantages of this is that there really doesn't have to be any other change. Right. Well, if there's no other change, as soon as you stop taking it, okay. that advantage goes away. Okay. And the thing that caused you to be overweight before the drug mm-hmm will cause you to be overweight after the drug. Same works with keto. Same exact things work thing works with keto. If you stop eating a low carbohydrate, no processed food, high fat, moderate protein, real food type diet, the benefits are going to go away. That's correct. Okay, but sustainability, how off how long do you do I want to like poke myself? For the rest of my life? Yeah. For me? No. Not if I don't have to. There's some people I happen to know that have to poke themselves often, and that's not fun yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, for me. For me. Yeah. For me. Maybe for some people it's so worth it. If you're using it strictly and solely for weight loss, the I, I would say... The drug, and I, I would guess you're probably going to get tired of it. Yeah. 
And financially, you're going to get tired of it. Uh, I would think that's a lot. Potentially, depending on your situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, yeah, some people it just doesn't matter. Well, a lot of the the press around it is wrapped around the Hollywood folks or the really famous people that are using it. And they don't have money. For them, I don't think that, that money is that big of an issue. Right. For for those with type 2 diabetes, Mm -hmm. it is an effective treatment. Yes. 80% of people with type 2 diabetes are obese. Mm -hmm. And so as... Well, it would be twofold then. With controlling... That's right. You're absolutely right. That's where I was going. With Ozempic specifically, that Mm -hmm. is for diabetics, then with it, it does help do all of the things with the blood sugars and insulins, mm-hmm. which the diabetics need. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it causes weight loss. Thereby affecting, Thereby affecting all of the, all the other, other things, things. The, the cardiovascular disease, and it all stroke, right. like all of the things that are pressure. associated right. with um, obesity. obesity and overweight. All of that gets better also. Mm. So the, the people who are, are prescribed this medication for diabetes specifically, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Now, we've we've talked about in the past places like Verda Health. They're able to use a ketogenic diet to treat type two diabetes. Right. So it. I wouldn't say that Ozempic is the only thing. That Absolutely can not. Be used to treat type yes, two diabetes. Diabetes. Di- diabetic. Di- type two diabetes can be controlled through diet. Yes. Diet control, diabetics. Yes, it's, that's right. It's a thing. It is not popular. No, because it takes restriction. Correct. Which the keto diet takes. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. The decisions come, though, because we are either going to have to restrict or medicate. And I only say that because statistically, about 80% of... Americans? 70% of Americans are either overweight or obese, with 40% of Americans being obese. 70. Sorry, I got I was 10% off. 70% of Americans. That's according to the FDA. According to the FDA. Are overweight or obese. That's correct. That if that's the case, then we have to make a decision. We either restrict and stop eating the industrialized packaged foods or we medicate. That's it. The results are out there. It's, it's so obvious at this point. You're going to have to make a choice. Because of all of the associated health issues mm-hmm. that go along with overweight. And exactly. Obesity. Yeah. Because with obesity comes, or overweight, comes type 2 diabetes. Metabolic dysfunction, right. All, all of, of all the of things, all, all of the things. things with all, yeah. they, they come with it. Yeah. I don't care what size the pants are. The fact is, with that being over with being overweight we just it comes with all this laundry list of other things, yeah. which is making us sick and killing us. So if we don't want to be sick and we don't want it to kill us, that's when the decision comes in. Yeah. 
And I, I think that's why everyone was so excited when Wagovi was approved as a weight loss drug. So, right. So excited so much. In fact, do um, that wouldn't take you long. Look, it's, it, it, a lot of people can't get it. Like even if you can get it prescribed, it just, it, it's gone. Like it doesn't exist. They can't make enough. There's a shortage. There's a shortage. And that's where some doctors off label prescribe Ozempic mm-hmm. for weight loss. But it, did I read that that's affecting the people who need it with their type two diabetes or having a hard time getting it because it's being used so almost ubiquitously at this point for off label weight loss? I have I have read I've I've done research and have read that yes that's some some it has some articles say that people are not able type two diabetics are not able to get Ozempic mm-hmm. because people can't get Wagovi so are using Ozempic off label. I see. Okay. Well, it's effective and it works, and I and I get it. I really really do. But at the same time, it's. To me, food restriction, though difficult, is the more healthful way to go about maintaining a healthy composition. To me, it's more sustainable. It's not going to break the bank and it's not going to break my body. I, I prefer the natural state, yeah. a, a natural metabolic state. Mm-hmm. So that's the difference. There we go. That's the difference. That's what Ozempic does and that's what keto does. And those are the pros and cons. And you, you choose you. It, it's really interesting though, as, as we were looking at this, how how similar they are they're very similar in the in the results mm-hmm. even yep. in the types of things that they're affecting right you know slightly different yeah. but both hormones you right. know both you end up with lower blood sugar right you you know like yeah it, so it's it's absolutely understandable why that that question would be out there yeah because when you talk about each of them separately you start hearing the same types of words you know the right. same types of things happening so it seems to me, though, you could use the positive on Ozempic. You could use Ozempic as a launching pad if it didn't affect you negatively. You could use it as a launching pad to curb, because, because we all have so many cravings and whatnot. You could curb your appetite, curb your cravings, slow it all down, lose some weight, basically like launch you out there. And then maybe during that period of time, transition and get away from the processed foods, get away from the high carbohydrate things that we eat, start cooking so that you're not overwhelmed by one, I'm hungry and I have to cook. Maybe I could take my hunger while I'm learning how to cook. Maybe I could use one while I change the other. I mean, that's a, that, that to me would be like, and then go off of it. But when you go off of it, you've changed your way of eating and your mindset about food with some assistance without being overwhelmed. 
it would take the overwhelm off if you were using that as a, hey, I just... I just need to not be so hungry so I can make these changes. Hmm. That, that seems like it would be the best fit to use it as a tool. It's a, as a tool. So what you're saying is if you're going to use the drug, yeah. Use it as a tool to assist you in a lifestyle change. Yes. Not as a, an, an ongoing right like nicorette helps people quit smoking got it hmm. but that right yeah yeah got it it's you would use that as a yeah just just as a tool for a short period of time maybe maybe a year or maybe two years i don't know but so that it wasn't a a lifetime hmm. but it gives you time to change your lifestyle yeah without losing your mind yeah. And I think it would give give you more more opportunity for success in the lifestyle change. Yeah. Yeah, you know, most of the research talk, as it talks about the use of this drug for weight loss, it talks about the need for change in lifestyle, the need for a support group. Like they right. you know, it they do talk about that. Right. It, it should accompany Yeah, should accompany it. Right. But like from a from a purely scientific perspective, if if right. nothing else changes when you stop taking the drug, right. the weight comes back. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay, now I think that covers it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for watching and for listening to this podcast. We really, really appreciate you guys' support. Uh, the, the channel's growing. We're getting views way more than we ever dreamed, and it's super exciting. And if you're really liking these, it would be awesome if you would share it with your people uh, on your social media. Text it to your mom. I text it to my mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and subscribe to this channel, and we'll continue to bring you, I don't know, fun topics like this one. Cool. Yeah? Yeah. And until next time, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.